0: Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin. I'm the mental MacGyver, providing luxury level support to coaches, executives, entrepreneurs, celebrities, and athletes. With me today, I have Brooke Miles. She is the president of Delaware Shoutout, where they teach you how to outshine your competitors on social media. I have Fallon Sinascarco. She's a student at Unica University studying occupational therapy, where she will be going to grad school in the fall. I have Domenico Chirello. he's an entrepreneur and a CEO at Rocket Sport. He is also an avid cyclist. The question I have today, if someone has a problem with you, what is the best way to address it? Brooke, kick us off.
1: All right, well, one thing I've, I I have had problems with people having problems with me. (laughs) In the past, maybe still a little bit, but what I've had to teach myself is that it is almost always some type of learning moment. And also that you can't please everyone, but there usually is something, some type of advice. I've had to also learn how to distinguish between, between constructive criticism and destructive mm. criticism. So if it's constructive, then it's it's easy enough. Obviously you want to thank the person, evaluate if what they're saying is valid. You can have a normal conversation about that. And if there's something valid they're saying, there's usually some action that you can kind of take and everything is good. It's the destructive part that sometimes is a little bit tough. I have a YouTube channel and I usually get a whole bunch of compliments, but once in a while I get someone who, how hurt people hurt people. Uh, I've gotten the lines on my neck. I have a whiny voice. I speak too, qu- like all, like horror. Stop. So, and I'm like, well, I can't fix the lines short of a plastic surgery, but there's usually something I can get out of it. So, I do try to understand the context of it. What part are they coming from? Is there something valid with it? But when possible, I do ask specific for specific examples. Um, and whenever possible, just kind of convert it from a destructive to a constructive criticism, especially if it's something in person. Thank them and try to make it an adult conversation.
0: Mm -hmm. Domenico?
2: Well, when I got the question, I was trying to figure out how I would have answered it. Uh, Everyone has a different look at it. I was looking more of the, is it going to be a face-to-face encounter or is it going to be a written format? And I know a lot of people hide behind written formats. They hide behind evaluations. They hide behind emails. And in my case, the way I uh, saw the question and the way I wanted to answer it was to say, well, the first thing that I would deal with is a face-to-face communication. I don't wanna hide behind a, a desk. I don't wanna hide behind an email. I don't wanna hide behind evaluation. I wanna directly see the person eyes to eyes, and then basically have a chit chat. And I think that a lot of times, especially in today's day and age, uh, people are quite cowardly, and they do not want to address people face to face, they have an issue dealing with someone face to face. But in my in my feelings, that's the best way to deal with a problem is to is to confront it face to face and then take it from there
3: yeah going right off of Domenico I completely agree with that especially with the younger generation we're so used to just being on our screens and hiding behind it and not really having that face-to-face contact and it's really important when having a face-to-face conversation because you're able to like feed off of like their body movements and their facial expressions so when you're addressing the problem it's good to make sure that you're like actively listening when addressing the problem with someone because if you're not and you're just being just straight to the point and then just getting your point across and not letting them speak back to you and then just cutting them off, that's going to make them feel like they're being attacked rather than actively listening and letting them know that you're there to you know, have a conversation rather than just like this is how I feel we're done with the conversation because oftentimes I feel like people are very passive aggressive when handling a problem and will just let them know that yeah I'm bothered by something but not really getting to the core of what the problem is mm-hmm. so that person that you have a problem with won't realize what they're doing wrong and they just feel like you're attacking them for a different reason rather than it could be Something as simple as that, you're not doing your chores in the house. Like, I just want you to pick up the pace. And they just think that there's more of a problem when really it's just as simple as that. And we just further perpetuate the confrontation when it could just be simple as having the face to face talk and feeding back on each other's social cues.
0: I, I think for me, one of the things I have learned at this point in my life is I have to make a decision is this a me problem or is this a them problem? Like, do I own this? Is this something that I need to do? Brooke, in your case, if someone complained about the lines on my neck, I'd be like, yeah, that's not a me problem. You can deal or not, I don't care. Don't watch my channel if you don't like it. And I would not thank them for that feedback. That is not helpful. Well, no, I, not that, but... I feel like too many people are are making noise. Like they wanna complain about something so they make noise or they have a problem and they and it's not a you problem. So that's the first thing is, is this a me problem? If it is, then I love what you've all said about ask questions. What is it I can do? What is it you think I can change? How can I make it better? Because if all someone's doing is complaining, that's not useful.
1: And I I think also just being genuinely concerned for that person. If someone is really hurt or they're just, they just tend to attack, but I'm not going to psychoanalyze them or anything, but at least appreciating them as a fellow human being and just acknowledging them usually tends to calm things down quite a bit because you're at least trying to show respect on your end and hopefully it'll come back the other way.
3: Yeah, and I'm sure that we've all been in the same position where someone's had a problem with us and we would want them to handle it the way we would handle a problem with somebody else, not just attacking them or having mutual respect for them. As humans, we're designed to build relationships with people and have consideration for their feelings. So if you just go straight on and attack them without considering like how they may feel in the situation. It will just further make the problem worse.
2: I I actually was thinking a question in a lot of different realms because some are employees and some are bosses and there's a, 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 a a way to look at that whether it's the employee telling the boss or the boss telling the employee there's so many different answers I I think about how a relationship happens between uh, as you were saying earlier uh Fallon uh, about kids and parents you have things like that that's like a totally different scenario and in my case I'm part of a lot of sports organizations hockey and cycling and it's another relationship so this is an interesting question because it's answered differently depending on who you're dealing with whether it be family business sports friends and things like that. Mm -hmm.
0: If there's a power dynamic, it certainly does change things. I feel like if you're a leader and one of your subordinates comes to you and says, Hey, I have a problem that takes guts and you got to really like lean into that and listen to what's going on with them. Are they just complaining or are they trying to give you something useful? And I find that if someone says to you, this is what I saw or heard that created this in me, and this is, I'm going to say this about it, that's helpful because that's not just complaining, that's giving you concrete, this is w- what I saw or heard. I'm wondering also, when you have a problem with someone else, how do you manage the emotion so that you're able to have a constructive conversation? One thing I'm, I'm still working on is when I have a
1: problem with someone else, a lot of times I do exactly the same thing. So I have to <laughs> ask myself, wait a minute, is this something I need to work on myself first before just like, you know, or or at least if I'm gonna have a conversation with someone, say, by the way, this is something that I'm working on too. I'm seeing this and can we talk about it? Because you can't be self-righteous about it, mm-hmm. usually.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to take out the emotional side, you can't go into a situation telling somebody about how you feel about them. If your emotions are off the map, you have to sit back that famous count to 10, bite your tongue, and then basically then talk to the person. Because if you go into them all hot and bothered, you're not going to serve any purpose. And you're not going to get anything resolved, because it'll just be an emotional roller coaster. Mm
0: -hmm. I think my husband is the best at not escalating conflict. Because he will not say anything. If I say something sharp or I do something that he thinks is sharp, he will just look at me and he has this look and and sometimes he'll go, really? And that's the full extent. Like he doesn't escalate and it's phenomenal.
2: (laughs) That's a good trait. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it's important to not act on emotion because it
3: will just like kind of ruin the relationship you have with that person. If you're taking other things that have nothing to do with the problem itself and it's something that they did maybe In the past and you use that emotion that you're driving off of that to the problem that's just going to make it even worse and it's going to ruin your relationship with that person if you have an issue it needs to be only that issue and that concrete issue and like you said dominico and brooke that you need to take the time to step back and evaluate your emotions before going into it
0: i found for me that recognizing my psychosomatic response so the way my body responds when i'm getting ready to say something that i'm probably going to regret recognizing that has given me that split second to say, maybe I'll just be quiet a minute. Or sometimes it's even beneficial to like,
3: write what you want to say before going into the conversation and reflect back on what you wrote. And it's like, do you really want to say that to that person in that moment? And Mm -hmm. if it's a no, then you need to reevaluate how you're feeling and take a different approach to that problem.
0: Mm -hmm. I do that with my clients. Sometimes we'll role play stuff and give them the opportunity to kind of talk through so that they can get the emotion out of it and kind of look at what are the real logical, hard facts that I can share about this rather than just my emotional response. That's a great point. That is our 10 minutes. So I'm going to cut us off there. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I think it's super useful and I look forward to speaking to each of you again really soon.